0: hey everybody and welcome to another episode of comics and cinema i'm your host alex klein and it is marvel unlimited monday so uh, this week we've got a couple really good ones that i enjoyed and also some other ones that i think merit some discussion so we're going to dive right in uh the first comic that i read this week our first one available on here is star wars age of the rebellion luke skywalker this was a uh, an interesting one, uh, and I, I say this every time. But in terms of it being hit or miss, I'd say this one's more of it's more of a miss. But there was one interesting hit in it, and that's what I want to talk about. So uh, this book was by uh, Greg Pak, and uh, looks like also Gren- Glenn Greenberg with pencils by Chris Sprouse, and uh, it follows Luke. It seems to be before Return of the Jedi, or at least sometime in that area because he's wearing his all black uh get up. he's got a green lightsaber and it doesn't really mention if he's got uh you know his mechanical harm or not but you can probably assume that and so the this this one shot story is basically him showing some rebels that like they living up to his name essentially there's these rebels on a ship and he goes there to help them and just destroys these droids with uh, his lightsaber and they're all like oh my gosh this is the luke skywalker we know and love that's the hit that's the hit part that i was like i i liked seeing that because uh you know i was talking uh with my uh, my brother and my cousin when we were watching uh empire strikes back and uh new hope over the weekend and there's something that and this will be 100% discussed in the Star Wars podcast that I'm going to do about with uh, in regards to all of the movies but Luke Skywalker to me is probably one of the most underdeveloped characters in the Star Wars mythos and I say that because Han Solo has his own movie Princess Leia she, I mean, okay, she's probably pretty underdeveloped, too, I'd say, but Princess Leia got her own comic series right at the beginning of the, the launch back in 2012, and we kind of know who she is, right? She's she's a very, very strong, uh, independent woman who is a princess and Luke Skywalker's uh, sister. She's got force powers, though I would argue I would have loved to see her do like a lightsaber battle or, or something to learn some sort of thing, But but Luke... You get 3 movies with Luke, but by the end of those movies like what do you know about Luke Skywalker? You know that he comes from a farm that he comes from, you know, small beginnings and he becomes a Jedi by the end of the first movie. He kind of says, you know what? Okay, I'm doing this. And that, that's it. And I would say this much, too. Luke Skywalker in the first movie proves something else, too, because he talks about it a lot. But he proves that he's an incredible pilot. That's the point I'm about to make. He proves he's an incredible pilot by de- not only destroying the Death Star, but some other mentions. He says, oh, you know, like well, the Womp Rats and and, and in uh, Beggar's Canyon. And uh, and then in the second movie, in Empire, he, he kind of goes into that the same amount. He's flying around on the, the snow speeder and doing some maneuvering there but we also get to see some cool jedi tricks from him as well and kind of see that he grew a little bit in those jedi tricks and then obviously we get to just the point of he he says i got to go save my friends after he's trained with yoda for what is assumed to be probably you know a week maybe less and so he goes and fights Darth Vader and and then he gets his arm chopped off and so i haven't haven't watched the third one yet i've seen it before obviously but like i said i'm going into these movies with new eyes and this is this is the thought that i've had is Star Wars itself has not given Luke the ability to truly show how great of a pilot he is. Like Luke Skywalker comes from good piloting genes. His father was an incredible pilot. He was an incredible pod racer. He flew, I mean just the the scene of of Anakin's pod race when Anakin is flying ships in Revenge of the Sith and uh, he does it in an um, in attack of the clones as well not as much as revenge of the sith but he just he is he is known as an incredible pilot to the point where when he's darth vader everyone knows that he's an incredible pilot and luke is m- most likely just as good of a pilot as he is he got his dad's genes in that regard because he is able to maneuver and fly in the death star but the cgi the the effects back then weren't catered to that ability they um and man this is turning into a movie discussion but what we'll, we'll get it's it's gonna come back it's all gonna come back but and I, again this is a i guess a topic i will be talking about in the thing but essentially think about these new movies right luke's not in the uh, force awakens and then when he is in uh, last jedi he's the old curmudgeon he doesn't you never see him pilot anything he never pilots anything and um he's like i said he's sort of he definitely has his big day in new hope but even then the camera work is just focusing on luke flying like you never get to see him zip zapping around like you see poe dameron flying in last jedi and um, force awakens i would have loved to see luke do that it doesn't matter if he when he was old when he was young whenever i would have just loved to have seen that because to me that's what makes luke stand out as a character is that he's a really good pilot and he never gives up, like, he's, he's always kind of has a positive attitude about things, and so they kind of show that in this comic, but they didn't really show, they sort of show him doing the pilot thing, but more so the, the being a good person Jedi thing, and, and, um, that's where the miss is, is, is even in this, like, it's like, you've got a, you've got a Luke Skywalker one-shot, and on the cover, it's got the X-Wing in the background, and he still doesn't get the pilot in here, it's like, everyone always says that Luke's a great pilot, but, Eh, we need. I need the proof. I need the proof in the pudding. Uh, next up, Black Cat issue number one. This is a, a new series by I believe it's Jed McKay and Travel Foreman, and uh, it was good. It was good. I will. I will read the next issue just to to see where it goes. I I like Black Cat as a character. I like her power, the the bad luck power but black cat overall to me is is um i never was super interested in her and there's been stories where she's been really interesting like her whole thieves guild thing in the amazing spider-man was really cool and her role in hunted was cool but just the way that this first issue is here she is set up to be that bad guy again she's um stealing a painting and she kind of goes into who her crew is it's a two-man crew and I thought that was cool that they're calling out some of the little people who kind of help her get her get the job done but by the end of this uh, issue Black Fox shows up I believe it's either Black Fox or White Fox but um, I guess the person who trained her father so essentially the equivalent of um, Qui-Gon Jin showing up to fight Anakin sort of thing so like oh no this big master has has, has arrived and uh, didn't do anything for me and I, I don't know if that's because I don't know a lot about Black Cat lore I didn't know who she you know she got trained by anyone but like I said I'll give it another chance as uh, the next comic comes out and that's the reason I waited for it for Marvel Unlimited though I did I believe I did get um, I could have sworn I'd got like a J. Scott Campbell variant cover of the first issue i don't i don't remember but um but yeah so it was okay i if you like black cat i would definitely check it out the the character work for her is good they almost make her sound british she uses a lot of darlings and um, other words like that, but um, that's kind of that's up for you to decide. Uh, next up is Marvel Team-Up, issue number three. And by the looks of this, by the end of this issue, I kind of understand why they canceled this series. And again, I I don't think I've confirmed that yet, but I'm pretty sure they have because solicitations have not shown Marvel Team-Up for months, so I'm pretty sure it got canceled. But it's by Eve Ewing and Moy rodriguez and this is the final issue of Spider-Man and Miss Marvel getting body switched, and it's essentially a lot of exposition for them to then get their bodies switched back. That's literally it. They they fight uh, Jackal. Obviously, you knew how that fight was going to go, and and then that was it. So the lesson was learned that uh, you know it's tough to be an adult, but it's also tough to be a teenager. And uh, with that, I i'm having a tough time deciding if i even want to read the next marvel team up because it has captain marvel in it and so i, I kind of want to check it out but it's not even going to be E. viewing writing it they said that at the end it's a i think it's clay mcleod chapman who's doing no no it's not it's uh um i think it's the guy who's was doing journey into mystery but uh, we'll see i'll i'll if it's good i'll let you guys know obviously um age of x-man prisoner x issue number four Things are finally starting to heat up. Thank God. I'm, I was halfway through this issue, thinking, thinking to myself, we've been reading these Age of X Men series for the last few months, and I would remembered what I'd said about the, uh, the, you know, how excited I was that this is a out of the box sort of thinking. It's like, oh, this whole X Men series is in a separate universe because it is, and then you got the Uncanny issues that are are set in the current period. And then, like a month or two into it, and you guys were there. Uh, it just started kind of f- slowing down. It felt like the story didn't know where it was going. And I I'd said it then, and I'll say it again: that you know, all of these five issue series could have easily just been three issues. And it, I mean, it could have just been one whole series called Age of X Men that would have gone for whatever, you know, thirty issues, or you know, comes out x many times because they're releasing a new X Men comic every week under the guise of them being different but they all are connected so they could have easily just done a weekly comic for four months or something like trust us we're getting somewhere excuse me and uh but no they didn't do that and that's because you know the at the end of the day money money is king cash is king and uh you know what they say when it rains it pours feast or famine and uh, good things come to those who wait. So, they uh, they've been going, and like I said, slow going. And, and I kept saying, at some point, it's gonna it's gonna happen, right? Like the 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 coin is gonna go, gonna flip, and everyone's gonna realize we are stuck in a fake reality. This is the issue. Prisoner X, issue number four everyone wakes up in this issue uh bishop's kind of going around talking to people like hey aren't you remembering things kind of weird like you are too and people are going yeah yeah and all of a sudden everyone's like holy crap like everybody and so then they all let bishop know like hey we're in we are in we're all in and so then there's a prison riot and that's the end of this issue and that just to me that's what i've been waiting for it's what we've been waiting for so i'm really happy that it got to that point i'm excited for this series to be over Uh, again like I said that slog in the middle just made it tough to enjoy and I really really hope that they stick the landing I trust that they will um, but we'll see because we've still got issue fives for all of them and then uh, for Apocalypse and the Extracts we've got an issue four and five and then obviously there's a there's an Omega issue at the end like guys like I said Marvel they really know how to pull every single dollar from you and um, yeah so Next up was issue five of five of Meet the Scrawls by um, it was uh, written by Robbie Thompson with art by Nico Henrichon, and uh, same thing. I just uh, I didn't enjoy this one either. the The end of this issue kind of ends in a sort of fizzle, I guess. The Scrawls are almost killed, the family, by an impostor pretending to be the father, the guy Moloth, who uh, um, he like killed their dad. And then pretended to be their dad, and then started kind of knocking them out, electrocuting them to take them back to wherever, and all of a sudden they realize it, and so they fight him, and defeat him, and then they go on the run, they're like, we have to just blend in and... Try and contact the Skrull homeworld at some point. So that's the end of it. They disappear. And the weird, the only, the interesting thing about this is at the very end, there's a page long essay by Nick Lowe, the, the editor, who's kind of talking about the story behind the story of like, you know, this is where things were going. We thought about doing this story. And then when we found out what was coming up in Captain Marvel, the movie, we said, okay, we got to do this. Like, obviously, right? You got to tie it in. And, uh, but they said that Alice, one of the young girls in here, who is pretending to be a human, They are. he's hinting that one of them has been impostering as a Marvel superhero and that that's going to be revealed soon. And this came out in June of 2019. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a reveal in that incoming, the, the uh, 999 issue that... Uh, comes the last week of the year wouldn't be surprised i'm getting that issue live so uh so we'll see i'll know for sure on christmas day just kidding it's the day after christmas but um but yeah so uh, like i said overall in terms you can't compare that series to um to tom vision's tom vision tom king's vision you just can't they're they're way too different the first issue of this yes but then it just completely turns into something else so um, i'm glad i read it i, I lo- like i said i love reading comics and especially ones that can keep my interest but at the end of the day i i wasn't too impressed with that series and it, it'll it'll get you know filed under forgotten i guess you can say uh then next up old man quill issue number six this is by ethan Sachs and uh who's it ibrahim robertson and uh it was good this was a good issue we're now finally getting to see what the and i I know i knew that's what it was because i saw the solicitations for issue 12 the last issue what the final big bad guy is and wouldn't our luck have it but it's our good buddy galactus So Galactus shows up at the end of this issue, and we are teased with uh, what's to come. Meanwhile, at the same time, the uh, Shi'ar Imperial Guard, who is now working for the Universal Church of Truth, they are uh, trying to chase after the Guardians, but just can't seem to get a grasp on them. And that's sort of where it's left. And and like I said, these last few issues have been slow, but I really trust this one's going to pick up, especially once you get Galactus involved. There's no doubt in my mind. And then I read Dead man Logan, issue number eight. Uh, that is by Ed Brisson with art by uh, Mike Henderson and that was good. I the same thing with this one. We're, we're in that middle middle to the end part where uh, things are starting to not necessarily wrap up, but we're getting hints as to what's gonna happen. So Sabretooth is on the hunt for Wolverine and uh, you know stop, stopping at nothing to find him, but at the same time Wolverine is with uh, Danny. Uh, Danny Cage and uh, a young Bruce Banner, Bruce Banner Jr. It's a Hulk. That's a young Hulk, and so we. It's revealed in this issue that everyone is after that Hulk, and to try and you know convince him to join whatever side because he's young and impressionable. So they've got to get out of there. And at the end of that issue is the uh, the Hulk leaves, like they're in a kind of a safe house sort of thing, and the Hulk leaves to go to the library to get more books, because he ran out of books to read, but he goes to the library and begins fighting these uh, sort of a cult group who wants to kill him, because they feel like the earth would be better without Hulks, and, you know, Danny says, some days I think that they're not wrong, but they end up having their own Hulk, it's this weird pink Hulk that uh ends up ripping the the lungs out of wolverine and that is where the issue ends on is so i don't know how that he's gotten i don't think he has any more of the regenics i don't think he has any way of getting those things healed by the time that he runs out of breathing but you know it's going to happen right there's got to be like a regenix or something because we've got four more issues and there's no way that he's dying in issue nine or that he died in issue eight so we'll see where that goes like i said it's in the slow a lot of these comics are in a really slow lull right now and it it bums me out because there's series like uh i don't know i I mean i guess i'd say venom venom had a lull too for a little bit but there's just I, i like the series that keep my interest every single month like a house of x powers of x but i'm worried that those are going to hit that point too at what point do you start getting tired of the story that you're reading where you're like okay this is this has gone on long enough and i i always wonder that because you've got like jonathan hickman's avengers running i've got two omnibuses so like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages, maybe a thousand pages of Avengers. None of that was boring to me. I don't never think that there was ever a lull. There was maybe one or two issues where you were like, okay, well, maybe next month will be better. But overall, the story is just so powerful. Whereas some of these, they run into these lulls and then they never get back up again. And so I'm hoping these ones do because, again, they're miniseries. So there's there's got to be an end in sight, right? Like they designed it for an end in sight. So I think there's just some filler there. And it's interesting. That's the same as a, sort of a TV show conversation where you go, okay, fine. We're going to give you just one season of 22 episodes. Yeah, you'd probably be able to tell a good story in that time. But there's going to be filler episodes. You know there are. There always are when you have so many episodes. So maybe these 12-issue miniseries should be 10 issues, or who knows. But um, that's not to say Dead Man Logan was bad at all. I enjoyed it a lot. I've been really liking the Dead Man Logan. And then Uncanny X-Men, issue 19. Here's another one where, man, this, this just... I guess it was just a tough week for comics. This issue was a giant issue of of prose of dialogue about where emma frost has been and so basically she has tricked everyone into thinking that she doesn't exist so that she can pull the strings from behind so the x-men everything the x-men have been doing in uncanny x-men grabbing the bad guys you know like getting sinister all of that she's been pulling the strings on all of that and they have had no they have no idea hmm, excuse me but by the end of it it's just revealed that i think Wolverine knows he shows up he's like i'm about to take you down but that's it there's there's no forward momentum except for that so again in a story where we know the end is near and we know that this is all going to get wiped clean with Jonathan Hickman why would you waste an entire issue talking about the past a past that we didn't need like you could have just said oh i wanted to wipe i wanted to wipe everyone's mind um to to pull the strings and then okay cool that makes sense oh wolverine showed up oh man and uh and then that and then that's it but no we had to have the whole issue kind of be explanation and so it, was, it wasn't bad explanation it's just i'm not in an explaining mood right now i'm mean, i'm i'm reading all these comics and i'm trying to find I'm, I'm gonna scroll back through all these there's uh there's an action scene in i would say the best comic of the week for me was prisoner x number four because there's a huge action scene of them doing a prison riot at the end that's awesome none of these other comics had good action like they just they didn't have very they're very little action it was just a lot of talking and i i get it again you know there's got to be issues like that but come on why are they all isn't that funny it's like why are they all in the same week why does Marvel plan that? Like, okay, all of our t- comics this week are going to be non-action comics. Next week they're going to be all the best comics. The week after, all the ones we are not confident in. The week after that, all the action-heavy ones. Like, it—it's weird. It's really weird. It's—it's it's, uh, very synchronistic, but at the same time, it's very concerning. So. My hope is that next week, and I think next week's will be, uh, the interesting thing about this is I can tell what comics are coming, and you guys could too, what comics are coming to Marvel Unlimited. You just download the the Marvel Previews catalogs in the Marvel app, not the Marvel Unlimited app, but the Marvel Comics app. Uh, they're free. They're all free. And uh, that's how I use them for the solicitations each month. They come out in advance. So the day... The day they come out in the shop, when they come out online the next week or whatever, they'll come out on the app for free. For some reason, June did not have one. It was the weirdest thing. I remember being so frustrated because my OCD mind, I was like, "Why is there no June? Like, there's got to be a June. I mean, there's got to be a June. I've got a July. I've got a, a I got a May, but there's no June." And so, uh, typically, I'll keep those Marvel previews downloaded on my iPad. So I've got I've got 6 or 9 of them, right? So I've got the 3 solicitation months coming up, so like for example, February, January, and December now. And then and then I've got 6 months for Marvel Unlimited. So I have right now I have June through I have June through February basically. But there is no June. So normally I could go into the previews magazine and you just go to the very last page where it shows which comics are coming out which week. And then that's it, six months later. So you can see which ones are going to come, except for June, because they don't show it for June. I think they, uh, and I I could have had a physical copy, but I threw it away because, you know, I don't keep the physical ones. But uh, So I don't know what's coming next week, otherwise uh, I I would be thinking about it more. But that's where we'll leave it, and uh, like I said, hopefully next week will be a little more exciting. I have a feeling it is, because Immortal Hulk was last week and wasn't this week so immortal hulk for sure will be going on next week as well and um definitely some more of the age of x-mans as those ones wrap up again uh the new eight the dawn of x uh house of x and powers of 10 that's in like a couple weeks so for those of you that waited hats off to you for waiting but um those are going to be coming to marvel unlimited really soon so probably within the next month this is oh this is actually the first june so um so yeah, there you got about a month until those ones come out. So you can do it. Hang on tight and for comics and cinema, I'm your host Alex Klein. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy reading these comics. <laughs>